0: back on Talk of the Town. It's Lisa Kay in on your midday shift today. Thanks for hanging out with me. It is 1107 and sunshine, 24 degrees, the expected high, or excuse me, that's the current temperature, 31 degrees. That's not too far off the expected high today. All right, get ready. Here we go. Susan Arns back in studio with me, Mankato City Manager. How are you? Excellent. Thanks for coming in. Uh, We talked off air about we can't Start talking without talking about the weather and how mild it's been.
1: It's awesome.
0: I did hear somebody say, "Well, the city's got to be saving a lot of money in salt, and they don't have to hire the plow drivers, so this has got to be great." That's really not, I, and so I said that to you. not so that's not the case, really.
1: Yeah, it's not. You know, people think that we're saving all kinds of money. Yes and no. You know, we're just we're not digging as big of a hole, right? Um, and so uh, we spent a lot of money on snow and ice control. Uh, earlier in this year and you know when we get into the kind of November-December time frames uh, you know our budgets for the most part for snow and ice control have already been spent Mm. so what's happening now one uh, uh, earlier in December we had uh, some of our maintenance staff out actually mowing the grass on um in an area of town this is the first time in 32 years of working in local government that i could say with a straight face that we had a public works staff member mowing grass in december which is so in minnesota so weird it was weird it was weird we um also had uh, were able to capture uh you know what in the 50 degree de- temperatures that we had we were able to capture some uh, painting on a park uh, piece of a park equipment that had gotten missed earlier in the year. okay so we were able to go back and loop loop and get that square um, in December. I, you know I, I can't tell you the last time I could say that probably never. Um, so we've been able to get a lot of those kinds of things done. It is managing overtime, you know so we're not spending more so we are but we aren't really saving. So like you know, the money
0: that you're spending now, has it's already been spent. If it's, yet.
1: it's already been planned to be spent. It's just routine operations.
0: Okay. So I, I suppose that's kind of going to be some of our conversation today. When we start talking about budgets.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: Things that are already spent. But where do we start right now? Um, I know you wanted to start with some of these big picture things. What's the city up to? What have you been up to? Things that we can see. Yeah. People like to be able to go, oh, that's what she was talking about.
1: Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about kind of the budget on big picture and things people are going to get to see or, you know, things we're going to plan to do as part of the operation. And some of these things are new things, but others are, you know, reprioritizing the existing resources we have, some of it adds, is an add of resources, but not all of it. Um, we have growth in the community, which often then means growth in the services, and so. Uh, but we also have growth of appetite, you know, from mm. those of us who live here already. Right. We want
0: more. We want this. We
1: want that. R- right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little <clears throat> bit included in here that you know kind of encompasses that, but a couple of the big things. Kind of let's start at the big big picture. Um, When we, uh, budgeting in Minnesota, we are required by the end of September to set what's called a preliminary levy. Mm -hmm. And that is the information that gets reported out to taxpayers in the notice you get around Thanksgiving time. And uh, so my objective with the budget is to do our best case budgeting the first time so that as we're working through and reviewing the budget from September until December, we're refining. Mm-hmm. We already know the elements that are, if we have large moving pieces, we already know what those pieces are. And we're working on refining those elements, getting feedback from the public, getting feedback from the council, so that when we present the budget in December, we we have a pretty good, solid foundation.
0: And once again, that levy is a number that It can go down, but it's not going to go
1: up. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So we can in December approve a lower levy, but we can't improve a higher levy. Right. And this year we um, made some cuts to the budget that didn't result in an overall uh, change to the um, levy because there were some calculation issues on the, um, on the, Assessment side or on the auditing side, we got in November uh, notified that there was an adjustment we had to make to our um, to our budget, uh, and so we cut um, about two hundred and I want to say we had to cut about two hundred and forty some thousand dollars oh, from my. the budget, and so we built a plan uh, on how are we can accommodate that because we can't. If we had done nothing, it would have essentially increased the levy. And we aren't authorized to do that. Right. So we had to make those cuts to address that. Okay. And as a result, uh, we had a snowplow study that was planned to happen in 2024. That uh, that was um, eliminated. Okay. We, uh, because Mankato taxpayers are generally pretty good about paying taxes, we used to carry um, about a 1.5, 1.6. Uh, Kind of estimate for unpaid property taxes,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: you know uncollected resource. So we kind of deduct that from the overall uh, because you don't want to plan to spend everything and not collect everything, right? Right. right. So we had that built in, and because of the strong uh, payments that we've been getting um, from the um, from the uh, taxpayers in Mankato, we were able to reduce that to about one point two. And so that generated some funds to, you know, create that cut. And then the third thing that we did is we actually were successful in achieving some grant funds that we were able to reprioritize towards a park project. And so we could reprioritize uh, how we're going to spend funds towards some of the park improvements we're doing using some of our ARP money that we still have And that allowed us to kind of get the cut that 244 and then backfill with those grant funds and with ARP money to still achieve the overall that part of the overall project. So really, from a service standpoint, the only thing that the public isn't getting that was planned in 2024 was um, the snowplow study.
0: Okay, there's a lot of moving parts.
1: A lot of moving parts. Is the
0: snowplow study just on hold then until another time? Yeah, or?
1: potentially. Okay. Um, so in addition, so let's just talk about public works um, brief. Um, so in 2024, from us, we are adding some staff. We are adding uh, one staff member to the operations side of the city and one staff member to the parks side. So we have parks maintenance and operations, which is You know, streets and Mm -hmm. other communities would refer to it as more of the streets. They do some other things for us as well, but primarily streets. So, we're adding two staff members um, in both of those. That's going to help in a number of things. We've added more streets, more parks, more sidewalks, more trails that need care and attention. Sure. And you you and your listeners have heard me say, we got to take care of the things we have Mm -hmm. so that they stay good. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I know people think sometimes government moves slow. Uh, I would like to think that it's methodical and strategic. So this year we're going to add those two positions. What the benefit to us is, is that they also provide some additional capacity for snow removal operations. We still have uh, a couple of pieces of equipment that in a major snow event we don't have out on the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the things that I think sometimes the public forgets is that with the snow operations, which mostly happen overnight, not always, but mostly, um, there still are things that happen during the day that need our maintenance staff's time and attention. Mm -hmm. And so by adding these two positions, it's going to help not only address the additional roads and sidewalks and trails and streets we have, uh, but it's also going to help manage uh, kind of the day-to-day work and the routine so we can have more a more complete maintenance operation, okay. especially in the wintertime. And then in the summertime, it does, because again, you still have to maintain all those elements, you know, because we've added more uh, streets and whatnot since we've replaced these or added to those uh, departments' budgets, it gives us some additional capacity.
0: So when do you think the the new employees, when will they
1: yeah, so we generally, with new employees, try not to start advertising around the uh, end of the year holiday. Right. So in early January, you know, we'll try to start that recruitment. Um, I would say that it's, I mean, we have recruitment going on all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you are passionate about uh, the city's mission and values and want to be a contributor to the public good, uh, I would always check our... Uh, Employment page because we I think you can also sign up to get notified when we update uh, job postings and um, we you know we are recruiting it seems like all the time yeah Yeah. and when you think of we have four hundred and twenty four employees if you think of a lot of organizations average somewhere between eight and ten percent of turnover and that's forty people a year Mm -hmm. right give Mm -hmm. or take and um, and that excludes. The, I'll say, call the routine, like the seasonal employees we have. We have about 50 seasonal employees sure. every year, right? So um, on the budget overall, when we got to December, we did a couple of key things for taxpayers. One, uh, we kept the, the levy was essentially kept flat, but, but as a result of that and the result of the growth in the community, our tax rate drops again for the second year in a row. Hmm. So last year... Uh, You know, we we the tax rate was dropped slightly this year. It's going to drop even more, and so now it's down to thirty seven point eight eight, is what we estimate. And um, what that means for the average taxpayer is, if your market value stayed flat, which does not happen to many properties, Right. right? But if it did, you would likely see a reduction in your. Property taxes Um, from the city, at least, right? And so the statement, for example, that I got at my home, my market value went up uh, significantly, but between the city, the school, and the county, my tax bill went down over seven percent. What that doesn't account for is the school referendum, and there is a note, of course, on that statement that we Mm -hmm. saw at the end of November. It uh, so that will get added back in. Um, So. we you know we try to be good stewards of how we use these resources we try not to overinflate the december estimates so that we can make our story look better in december mm-hmm. saying hey look see here's how much we cut i think i certainly in my past tenure i've worked in organizations where that was the manager's strategy that's not mine you know it's yeah. mine let's let's start with the right answers or the best answers we have identify the things that if there are areas that we're still working on or Trying to analyze or review, identify what those are, so that when we get to December, we can minimize the amount of changes uh, that we may have, um, so that property owners are gonna are gonna see that. The um, the other big thing, kind of overall, which is not necessarily taxes, but it connects to it, is uh, utility bills. People okay. often get curious about, well, what's happening with my utility bill, right? Right. And um, we have a small increase of about 36 cents or 3% on the water bill. Um, The uh, sewer um, will go up uh, slightly in 2024, Uh, but your garbage bill, your stormwater side, um, and street light stay flat. So you're gonna see, you know, if, if you're an average user, you're going to see your average bill for water right now would be about eleven dollar, or I'm sorry, eleven dollars and eighty six cents. You'll see your bill um, in 2024 go to around twenty twelve dollars and twenty two cents. Okay. Um, and then the wastewater piece will go from five dollars and seven cents to five dollars and twenty five cents. Mm-hmm. So it's not a tax, but it's another user fee that um, the consumers here are going to see. Your garbage, your garbage will stay the same your um, the rate per month uh, or the volume part of your water bill, that also stays the same rate. It's just the fixed rate part that will adjust in 2024. Um, and then your street light and stormwater piece will also not change for 2024. So we're we're happy that we can present that. We also with the council going through the budget, kind of looked at where do we fit, you know, amongst our comparables. We looked at both the utility rates and taxes and market values. Sure. And on market values and taxes, we hit right in the middle of the of the area that we kind of, like if these are our peers, uh, you know, from a cities of our size, do you do that state, um, how do we fit? State statewide? statewide. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and then we also look at, from a utility standpoint, you know, kind of where do we fit? And we're usually in the lower the lower half, maybe not at the bottom of utility rates, but we certainly are in that, you know, lower tier of kind of overall rates for um, our utilities. So we're happy that we can kind of continue hitting and maintaining those um, objectives. Um, The other thing that's happening from an overall budget, I talked about the two maintenance staff members. The other thing that's going to happen in 2024, largely funded by uh, building permit revenue, Because the last few years we've had more building permit revenue than we've seen in the past, Uh, what's happening in 2024, we're actually going to be hiring a permit technician. That position is already posted now. Okay. Our goal to try and get that position filled sooner than later, because there is a pretty key training, we could have the individual attend at the end of January at the University of Minnesota. So we'd really like to try and get them on board so that we have the ability to attend, get yeah. to that class. It happens only one time a year. So if we miss this window, mm-hmm. it's January of 25. And that's right? just
0: helping expedite those permits that keep coming Absolutely. in, the permit requests. Yep, and...
1: Supporting the building officials, uh, handling more of what I'll call the routine reviews, like okay. fences or... Um, decks or those kinds of, you know, routine permits, and then helping them with organizing and structuring some of the larger commercial activity, uh, which still have to be reviewed by the building officials. But we want them doing the work that they're trained and licensed to do and have more of this lower, lower responsibility, equal importance work handled Mm -hmm. by uh, a technician that can be more in that support role for the building officials.
0: All right. Well, we've got Susan Arns, Mankato City Manager, joining us for a Talk of the Town today in the 11 o'clock hour. We're going to be right back. We'll check in. And uh, now we're going to talk strict budget coming up yeah. in just a few. Yep. Get your pens sharpened. Pencils. That would be a pencil, right? Gosh, I'm glad you're doing this and not me. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Susan. We'll be right back. It's KTOE Middays with Lisa Kay back on KTOE, Middays with Lisa Kay. Thanks for hanging out with me. I have got Susan Arntz hanging out with me here in studio and she's the Mankato City Manager talking a little numbers, talking a little budgets. I always say I'm glad you're doing that not me, but uh, we talked a bit before about some of the, the changes that we might see. They seem like nominal changes, just um, things that might be expected. But yeah, we, we
1: talked a lot about the money, the money yeah. side of what's coming, right? Or yeah. What people might see in their bills or in their Utility bills, taxes.
0: And so now we're going to talk about budget. You've done a lot of work for the budget. Um, that's, that's a year-long thing.
1: Yeah, we start in, like, March, talking about the next year's budget already. And, you know, needless to say, we have over 100 employees. So about 25% of our staff are somehow involved in budget development annually. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of eyes, focus, and attention on... Not only being good stewards of the resources we have, but also hearing from the public and watching our operation and, you know, talking about what should we be doing. Is there a project we thought we should do this year that maybe we should do at a different time? Do we have equipment that's lasting longer than we thought it might? So, you know, could it be done at another time? So we do That's ongoing work that we do all the time. Right. So where are you right
0: now as far as what's happening? Yeah, so
1: on Monday, December 4th, the city council had their public information meeting on the budget. Some people know it as that truth in taxation hearing. Mm -hmm. And then they did adopt the 2024 budget. So there is some reporting that we do uh, to the county and to the state with the budget adoption that we will uh, work through. Uh, What I wanted to talk about is kind of what are some of the things that the public can expect to see things to watch for, things that are, you know, I would necessarily call it all just the fun stuff. But what are what are some of the fun stuffs that people can expect to see? Um, and so, before I get into the fun stuff, the one thing that also inc- was included in the 2024 budget was January 1st. There's a new law that goes into place called the Employee Sick and Safe Time, mm-hmm. and we have about 161 employees that currently don't have paid leave that starting January 1st, we'll have to provide paid leave for. And I think it's a great opportunity and benefit uh, for the people that need that resource. And so because we don't know what we don't know, like we don't really know what it's going to cost us or how it's going to play itself forward. Because for some of our positions, when we give the person the time off, we also have to backfill. So like our part-time bus drivers, for example. So we pay the person that needs the time off, but we can't just say to the public sorry we can't run the shift because Jan can't work today right you have to we hire somebody fire, else. Yeah. we've hired, have to get somebody fire up and you know find someone to run that run that route mm-hmm. and which sometimes might mean that person's working overtime it might mean just a regular shift so so we built a budget to kind of create some space because we don't know what we don't know right and then some of this changes again in 2026. So we have two years to kind of live through this um, employee sick and safe time. And uh, so we're working through that. But some of the other more fun things, right? So what, what, what can we see? The, the, what are we going to see, feel, hear, taste, touch kind of things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so we hope in uh, 24 that Turtle Up Park will get finished. Okay, We've got the pickleball courts open this year. Uh, but what we expect in 24 is the bathhouse will get completed. The pool built, the pool itself will be reconstructed. We'll have a new um, zero-depth pool in place of the former wading pool area, kind of on the – when you would walk out from the bathhouse, it was off to the right. Um, so we have a new zero-depth pool that has some pl- swim features or play features in there, uh, complete renovation of the um, lap swim area. And then some work in the, um, in the uh, diving well. Uh, Lions Park is going to get a new park shelter. Okay. Or, so a picnic shelter there. Uh, Erlinson Park was paid for in 23, the playground replacement. Uh, we ran out of time to get it installed. So the play, that's the first playground that people will expect to see in 24 is Erlinson will get installed. And, um, and then we're going to do uh, Busher Park will also have playground installed. Oh, okay. Uh, so we did that engagement here this year, and next year will be the year for that installment. So you'll see three playgrounds go up, Turtelot, Busher, and Erlinson next year. Um, so just, it's never ending. More to come.
0: <laughs> More to come. Absolutely. And she'll be here up until 12 o'clock this afternoon. So another conversation. Uh, part three coming up. Stay tuned. We're going to head off to the newsroom right now. Are you one of like the, what did you say, Susan? It was like point, one point percent or something like that? 1.2. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. It's good for the city of Mankato anyways. Uh, Susan Arndt, city of Mankato manager in with us talking about budget, talking about the big picture, things that we can see, things that are coming up, some of the changes that are being done. And uh, I, we ended the last segment with talking about some of the, the playgrounds that are going to be redone. Um, but before we were talking about, um, when we take a look at some of the bills that we get, you know, from the city, we our, our utilities going up a little bit, uh, you mentioned wastewater. And yeah. I thought, well, somebody should listen to our conversation that we had about the wastewater treatment plant.
1: Yeah, when we were geeking out about wastewater Yeah. At, uh, several months ago. Yes, and we're very excited because we're going to do the largest infrastructure project this community is likely to see that no one will know we did, but everyone will know if we don't. And that's finally being able to kick off the water resource recovery facility. So we did get some authorization from the council to get closer to the bid. So we're, you know, kind of heading in that direction. We hope to start open bids this spring, start construction this spring. Uh, we do anticipate that the construction of the wharf or the Wastewater Resource Recovery Facility or Water Resource Recovery Facility, um, it's going to... I'm likely- going to mess that up. Water Resource
0: Recovery Facility. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's likely going to take more than one construction season. We're hoping not to take all of two, but, um, you know, so we've got some key, key improvements that are going to be happening there next year. Um, we're going to be doing Riverfront Drive, the reconstruction of Riverfront Drive. We've been doing a lot of engagement kind of starting back in 2017, and then we took a pause and we did the demonstration project mm-hmm. the last two years. Um, it's now to a point where I recognize that the corridor looks a little confusing, Um, If you drive it on occasion, on the eastbound or on the northbound side, you'll see on the east side of the road, you'll see um, cars, I'll just call it doubly parked. Yeah. uh, Because people aren't always sure what's the parking lane and what's that, uh, I'll just call it the in-between, the fluid lane. Yeah. Yeah and um, so I get that people think that they should park close to the curb that's one spot where the parking lane is actually away from the curb Um, but we'll be doing that reconstruction uh, next spring so we're excited to move that project on the stage we're in with that is um, finalizing I'll call it the streetscape so the landscaping and the lighting and you know some of those elements so we've been working with a lot of businesses in the area community members that have indicated an interest and Kind of getting that ready so that we kind of have that bid package um out in the market here soon we will have the kern bridge so uh i think one of the first projects uh longer ago that i talked about um, with you when i first started was we acquired the kern bridge um, and, you, and
0: you put it in storage right yeah
1: we've been holding it in storage and 2024 which then felt like forever away uh it's here the grant and it's so is we're going to the... start working on the abutments for the Kern Bridge and then the placement of that bridge to connect uh, Land of Memories Park with Sibley Park, so we're excited to uh, get that moved along. Um, on Sibley Parkway, there's a spot where we did install a future site of. So if you look to the right as you're driving um, down that road, uh, kind of towards the um, the main pavilion or you know towards the area where the um, kind of the backside of Sibley Park. Uh, there's a, a, a small sign there that says future home of or future connection of the Kern Bridge. Oh, okay. So it's going to be great. And so we're excited to get that project in the queue next year. We're still working on with the FAA on the air traffic control tower project. So that's still in our queue and we're still actively working on that's that. That's
0: one I cannot believe uh, after I did that interview uh, where I cannot believe that we have such a large airport with no air traffic control tower. Yeah. It's just mind boggling.
1: Yeah, we do we do a good job. Yeah, um, and so the couple things there's still time for, right? Mm-hmm. So we still need uh, your listeners to fill out their lead line um, survey information on our website, uh, and that's it's. Um, there, we had a link and we did part of a show before where um, if you could just go to the city's website and you cer- um, search uh, lead line, uh, it'll bring up a simple uh, form. We're asking for the public to help us identify where we have lead lines. It's a Minnesota state requirement that we uh, do that complete community inventory. So our team have been uh, documenting the responses we're getting. Uh, in the you know the older your home the more important it is that you fill that survey out.
0: I think that it, I was out to breakfast with some folks and uh, the topic came up. Oh, good. And I looked, we said, well, when when was it made into law that the the lines can't be have lead in them? And I, I looked it up. It was like 1986. Yeah. So if you're if that triggers anything for like, do I live somewhere where it's 1986? And it was June of 1986. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, the older your home, the more likely you may have. mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you will have, but you may have. And so it'd be really, you know, helpful. We have some kind of screenshots on our webpage that show the different types of service lines. And if you have this kind, then you don't. But we're asking for the public to help us do that inventory. So there's still time to get those responses. And we would beg you to please, um, please do that. Do that, because it helps out a lot. Because once we... At some point, we'll have to start doing—I'll uh, just call it—more um, direct engagement. So we're going to have to go door to door or do some uh, specific conversations. So there's still time for that. Um, and then uh, strategic planning. So about uh, earlier in December, we kicked off the um, the strategic plan that in- includes a community survey. And during the months of January and February, we have several members of our staff. Uh, Yours truly is probably will be at all of them or as many of them as uh, (laughs) like I I probably will be at all of them. Uh, But we are doing some uh, a variety of engagement opportunities that will include small group meetings. So if your listeners are part of a group that. Um, you know, where they've got a, a group of people that are collected where it would be helpful or where there's an opportunity for us to come and talk about our plan and to get asked questions and get feedback on uh, different angles or wrinkles of the plan uh, to collect information. Now is the time. Like, we want people to let us know the best way that they can get a hold of us. If, if there's a window or a spot for us to come and talk to their group, would be to call 311 okay. um, and ask for. Uh, Paul David, who is our engagement and communications director, or Parker Scopehammer, um, or me, frankly. I'm the only Susan that most people call 311 uh, for. So. You're like Cher now. You have one
0: first name then. Yeah. Just, just Susan.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, so those are some things that there's still time to kind of round those out. Just looking at my list of things other things that the community can expect to see we are working hard with the all seasons arena uh, board which includes north mankato blue earth county and the city of mankato on improvements to the all seasons arena Um, we're getting close to having a final plan and uh, this friday or december 15th we're actually meeting with the asa board to kind of launch the um, information about uh, timelines and construction updates so that's a big a big and fun uh, project to try and start, get to across that finish line. Um, So we're excited for that as well.
0: And then land land use
1: plan. Yeah, so in 2024, our community development staff will be updating a land use plan. Uh, We are doing that for the community as a whole. Uh, And then at the December 11th council meeting, we recommended to the city council to do, I'll call it a hilltop planning area plan. So the area that would be encompassed by Madison Avenue to the north, Victory uh, Drive to the east, uh, Main Street on the south, and then really the western edge of Bethany uh, okay. campus um, to do some engagement with that neighborhood uh, around land use, uh, potentially around traffic. We've heard of uh, concerns or interest in discussing traffic calming. Uh, we have two major parks in that area area so doing some neighborhood engagement that we would expect mid-year next year uh, with the residents in that area so we're excited to be able to kick off that project too we also have a number of other engagement activities that are going to happen and when I come back in January we can talk about some of those too
0: oh my gosh I just realized I won't see you until next year I know quote-unquote then but yeah. I mean, I mean, until then, if anybody has any questions, uh, you said before, 311 is the best. 311
1: place. is the best place, and they'll help you get directed to the key staff member um, that um, you know can answer those questions. Um, yeah. So, it, and there are a lot of pieces, and we understand that it's complex. And well,
0: it's not easy to run a city, I guess. Yeah. That's it's. Why.
1: I mean, it's a. It's a not a small job. No. Uh, but I love it. Well, thank you for doing it. Yeah, certainly appreciate, appreciate that. it.
0: You and your staff as a whole, Susan Arntz, Mankato City Manager, in with us. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family. So
1: we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we're going to be hoping and wishing for snow a little at bit. The Arntz Ranch,
0: like right before Christmas, I'm good with that. And then, I, you know, we
1: just—I have a child that wants to snowboard, so
0: yeah. I talked this morning to some folks about the um, the climb to feed kids. I said, "Will there be snow on Mount Cato? There yeah. will be snow." Okay, I can't wait. Maybe you'll have to go to Mount Cato for it, but we'll see.
1: I'll go almost anywhere right now, (laughs) but yeah.
0: Susan, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's Lisa Kay on your Midday KTOE.